listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk. Yes, welcome in to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Week two is just 24 hours away. Well, it's, it started already on Thursday night with the Bengals taking the victory over the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, in somewhat of a bit of surprising uh, ease, I suppose. Um, but yeah, Sunday slate of games is fast approaching. And today we have two guests for you. We, ha- we have Adam Wolford of Touchdown Tips, obviously, to give you the betting and all your, all your punts for Sunday's week two matches. Obviously got off to a great start last week, so hopefully we can continue the momentum. But also we're going to be joined by... Zach Brunner of Fantasy Flurry, and you can get in contact with him on social media at Fantasy Flurry. So we're going to be breaking down all the starts and the sits for the week two matchups for your fantasy teams. But before we get into both of those segments, and also we we are joined again by the Kickers Matter Fantasy Podcast to give you your Kickers Corner starts and sits of the week. Uh, a couple of bits of injury updates to give you ahead of the Sunday games, and also one from Thursday, uh, and a couple of, and a bit of news on obviously the Britball finals, obviously past. Uh, week or week last week uh, so just to give you the the updates on there for a bit closer to home so let's start off with the injury updates Joe Mixon uh, looks to be out for a couple of weeks a bit has a bit of a knee issue uh, it's going to get a bit scoped out so expect him to miss two weeks so if Giovanni Bernard is on your waiver wire go and pick him up uh, Devonta Freeman is out of Sunday's game at home to Carolina, so expect Tevin Coleman to get a heavy workload there. On the other side of the ball, Greg Olson is also out. He has re-injured his foot from last season uh, and also going to miss quite a number of weeks. A couple of others that are definitely out this, this Sunday. Uh, Marquise Goodwin of the San Francisco 49ers is, has been declared out, so Dante Pettis and George Kittle are guys to circle there in fantasy football. And Doug Baldwin of the Seattle Seahawks wide receiver is going to be missing as well for maybe for a couple of weeks. Uh, he's also dealing with an, any issue, so expect Tyler Lockett and maybe not Will Disley to get a bit more action there, but I expect Chicago uh, should be able to lock down Russell Wilson and co. there on the Monday night football. Couple of other questionables. Uh, Aaron Rodgers obviously came out the game uh, in Week One against the Bears with a bit of an issue, but managed to come back in the third quarter and steer the Green Bay Packers to a victory there over their divisional rivals. Um, but he is a bit dodgy, and obviously they have the daunting task of the Minnesota Vikings there in Week Two. Leonard Fournette. Uh, hamstring issue again he came out of the game last week was said that he could have come back in if if required but he is obviously a bit dodgy and questionable uh, could it actually be also be a game time decision there against the patriots in what is a repeat of the uh, afc uh, championship uh, playoff game from last season tj yeldon uh, is expected to maybe get a fair heavy a heavy workload there if Fournette is not able to Go. They're main. They're the main injuries there for week two. Some others to just give give you a bit of an overview on. Big Ben Roethlisberger, uh, who's been I think he's missed practice for the majority of the week, but was there on Friday. But let's face it, he's just a big wuss and likes the attention. But he should be okay for Sunday. Uh, New England backfield seems to be a bit banged up. Rex Burkhead is a bit uh, a bit dicey for Sunday. Obviously, Sonny Michelle didn't suit up last week either due to knee injuries. Um, so it could be just Kenyon Barner. And James White there left in the backfield on Sunday. So keep an eye out on that. A couple of others to let you know about. 
Devontae Parker is day-to-day with the obviously the finger injury. Kenny Stills obviously uh, was more than able in his uh, to deputise for him last week. A couple of people that are out for the season, Jeremy Hill and Kenneth Dixon, uh, both I think they're both knees. Um, they're, they're both out for the season. Jondre Hopkins is going to be a game-time decision, as will Will Fuller uh, on the other side. They're the wide receivers for the Houston Texans. Marlon Mack, Indianapolis Colts, running back. Again, hamstring missed last week. He is also a game-time decision. Uh, Marcus Mariota is a bit doubtful for the game, but potentially going to be sharing the back the quarterback duties there with Blaine Gabbert, which uh, which is a red flag in itself. Um, so my advice would be to get on the Texans' defense there for that one. Uh, Delaney Walker is obviously again out for the season. Uh, a couple of others. Sterling Shepard is a game time decision with a back injury. Marshawn Lynch shoulder also game time decision. Darren Sproles I think is out. And also Alshon Jeffrey and Carson Wentz also ruled out as well. Um, I don't think that there's really much else there. Sean Jackson, I think, is also the other one maybe to note there. Chris Godwin, uh, if he's on waivers, maybe go pick him up as well in your fantasy. That's the NFL. Let's talk about a bit uh, some football a bit closer to home. Obviously, the Britball finals uh, have been played over the last couple of weeks. So just to give you some results there, just to let you know, obviously, who has ended up champions of the different divisions. Obviously, we start at the top in the Premiership. Tamworth uh, Phoenix were beaten 48-34 to by the London Warriors there. So the London Warriors regain the Premiership Britball title there. Uh, Tamworth obviously winning last season. Uh, London Warriors have taken back over. Very good game there by all accounts. Division 1, Leicester Falcons got the better of the Kent Exiles by just the 7 points, 36-29. to uh, So they are the Division 1 champions there. In Division 2, the Division 2 North, the Aberdeen Roughnecks uh, needed overtime to beat the Chester Romans, 13-6 to there, in what seems to be a very much a defensive game there, uh, and a low scorer. Uh, in the South, Division 2 South, Hertfordshire, uh, Hertfordshire Cheaters beat the Pom- uh, Portsmouth Dreadnoughts, 24-7, to so they are the Division 2 South champions there. So the Britball finals, and say if you now uh, that the season's finished, you will find that teams in your local areas will be doing rookie days, will be doing trials. So if you're interested, if you're intrigued to learn about the game, you know I'm. I also play for and started training with a team up here in Scotland. Um, but if you're interested, if you're intrigued, if you just maybe want to try a different sport, no experience is necessary. The coaches are usually pretty good at getting you up to speed, and let's say you have a couple of months now to practice to learn and get involved with your teams whether it be at university if you've just started a new university very much recommend you get involved in the sport or if you are just left university and looking maybe looking for a team just look out on on your local go to double coverage actually and find your local team and see if they are holding any rookie days because uh, the, 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 the likelihood is that they are um, so that's Britball um, probably won't talk about that for a little while now whilst that's finished we'll try and get over to a university game at some point uh, this year and just to see see what the difference is, uh, it's obviously a bit different to Britball there. And if you haven't listened to any of the Britball podcasts that we did a couple of weeks ago, very much recommend you give those a check. Those got those guys, those podcasts a check rather. Uh, Tamworth was was a team that we we spoke to Sheffield, Manchester, uh, and Roger Goodgroves as well from behind the scenes there about refereeing. Uh, they are very much uh, worth a listen. Uh, East School Pride is also one that got was was quite popular in my list. Uh, that also actually is a good segue into just giving you a little heads up that we've reached a, a thousand downloads on our podcast. So very much, very very much thankful for for all you guys out there, you full ten yarders that are listening. 
Appreciate the following. Appreciate the listening. If you like it and you haven't subscribed, you haven't rated or reviewed the podcast, please do so. That would be great. Uh, it'd be good to get a bit more following. Uh, so sh- please share with any other people that you know that listen to podcasts. Because uh, you know, let's face it, there's not really a lot over this this side of the pond in terms of podcasts. It's all it's obviously saturated over in America. But hopefully, you know, let's reach high and let's see if we can get uh, to the top of the podcasting world over here in the UK for American football. This, let's talk now with Zach Brunel of Fantasy Flurry about the starts and sits of the week in your Fantasy Football Week 2 matchups. So, time to get your fantasy teams sorted for Week 2. And Week 2 is obviously uh, quite, a, quite a weird one because obviously you, you spend all the off-season doing your teams, doing your drafts, and obviously Week 1 comes and then maybe some players or some teams that you've compiled maybe don't quite perform uh, how you would expect so week two can be quite weird and to help us with our week two lineups we, we're joined by Zach Brunner uh, from from across the pond uh, you can reach him at Fantasy Flurry he is a creator of Flurry Sports uh, also an offensive line coach uh, and also hosts the Flurry Sports podcast Zach we welcome you in to the 410 Yards podcast um, it's great it's great to have you on and we're, we're very glad that you can help us set our week two lineups uh, how, how's things going on your side of the pond? Uh, the rainy. I'm sure you guys can can uh, connect with that a little bit, but <laughs> it's exciting. I'm just itching to get week two started. Uh, I, I mean, we've waited so long for football, and that whole gap between week one and week two really going, it's a painful one because I'm just <laughs> so excited for football to be back, yeah. and all of a sudden it's taken away from me again, but I'm ready to get going. Yeah, absolutely. And I say um, week week two, we mentioned before the podcast uh, was recording that week two is a funny one because obviously week one, all your hopes and dreams, um, certainly in more casual leagues, people can do certainly some funny things for the waiver wire on and the drops. Is there any, any funny things that you've seen at all? People are just panicking early. Yeah. Uh, they see someone who doesn't have a good performance, say uh, Jimmy Graham, and everyone's all of a sudden an extremely off on or way off on yeah. same kind of thing with Jameson Crowder or or even on the opposite end of the spectrum they see Adrian Peterson his total yard production and they fall in love and say oh Adrian Peterson's back yeah. but yeah. if you look into it a little bit closer maybe not so much yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, Adrian Pearson. Obviously, everyone thinks he, the, the clock's turned back to 2010, um, but certainly it's not. We're, still, we're obviously still in 2018. But um, so, just before we get into the, the the meat of it and the starts and the sits for for week two, what do you kind of? You know, it might be sound easy to, to people like you and me, but maybe for the more casual listener out there, what do you kind of look for in a, in a you know someone that you can put get fully behind and confident in starting? And maybe what are the red flags that you look for in in some sits when you come to make your lineup decisions? Well, the very first thing I always look to is snap share. How much snaps yeah. did they see in week one? And, you know, some people, you look at Josh Gordon, his final numbers, I guess, were fine. He just had that one catch for a touchdown. But he played most of the game. Yeah. So when you guys, when these guys get these snaps, I feel like they're going to get these targets. It kind of coincides. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, maybe someone played 10 snaps, but they got four catches. Mm-hmm. It still worries me. Yeah. Uh, one, someone that kind of fits that category is Disley, that tight end from Seattle. I mean, he didn't play the majority of the game. Obviously, we saw the final output, but mm. we, you know, take it with a grain of salt a little bit. Yeah, no, that's that's a perfect, that's a perfect name there to bring up on on overreactions. I, th- I think I saw someone spend fifty one dollars on Fab uh, with a hundred total on on Will Disley oh. in in some. It wasn't any any league I was in. I, I kind of wished I was in that league if the people are doing 
those kind of transactions. <laughs> but, you know, I've, I've seen some funny ones. I've seen people d- drop Doug Baldwin uh, to the waivers. Obviously, he's out for a couple of weeks. So, you know, it's still, it's still unforgivable to do that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, week one to week two is the one where, you know, and also just to, just to mention, obviously, all your first round kind of running backs, you know, Zeke Elliott didn't have the greatest of games uh, behind that offensive line there in Dallas. Le'Veon Bell, obviously, is holding out. He, who knows what, where, you know, what what's going to happen to him in, in the coming weeks. And even Todd Gurley didn't didn't put up the greatest of games uh, from what I saw uh, there against Oakland. And I, I suppose you know first round picks in, in drafts are guys that you you're expecting 20, 20 points, twenty five points for them in PPR certainly in formats. And you know if people don't reach those kind of hikes, people then kind of get itchy feet. David Johnson's obviously another one that, that springs to mind. But okay, let's let's get into week two then, Zach. So maybe should we start for the quarterbacks? And uh, if you got a couple of names there that we we should be starting. Sure. So one starter, or one guy I think you can start with pretty good confidence, actually, is Alex Smith this week. Mm. He plays the Colts. He is at home, so is Washington home opener. Yeah. Colts got carved up by Andy Dalton yep. last week, and of course Andy Dalton looked decent against Baltimore, so who knows. <laughs> but overall, this Washington offense was extremely effective in Arizona last week. They even ran two tight end sets majority of the time, and they just wanted to pound the ball. This week, you'll see more Jameson Crowder. You'll see more Jordan Reed. You'll see more Chris Thompson as well. So getting these dump offs, and that guy's electric. Mm. So I think Alex Smith could easily put up a 300-yard, three-touchdown game here. And with Andrew Luck on the opposite side, uh, that gives you that little bit of pressure where you have to keep scoring. Whereas Sam Bradford doesn't exactly do that. Yeah, no, totally agree there. Um, yeah, Alex Smith obviously was very, 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 very cheap in drafts if un- undrafted in, in most leagues. Obviously, deeper leagues, then he may be rostered. Uh, a couple other I, I had, Zach, I know you might have a couple there, but um, the, the game I had circled for, for quarterback, quarterback production was uh, the Pittsburgh Kansas City game. Uh, similar to what you said there about Andrew Luck mm. scoring points and keeping Alex Smith honest. Uh, and the Washington Redskins offense, off it, uh, honest. Ben Roethlisberger and Patrick Mahomes should be should be in a position to blow up and put some up, put up some big stats. Um, Patrick Mahomes obviously carved up uh, the Chargers last week. Uh, I know that they were a bit depleted on on defense there, the Chargers. But Patrick Mahomes looked like took to the NFL like a duck to water there, uh, in potentially a, you know a spot that could have you know tripped him up a little bit. And then Ben uh, Ben Roethlisberger obviously had the, the weather conditions last week in Cleveland, but um, the Kansas City defense is is pretty bad. So th- these those two quarterbacks there should be a, should be a high scoring game. It's one of the higher total points lines there. Um, I don't know if you agreed with any of those two on, on your list there. I completely agree. Had them both written down, actually. Mm, nice, nice. If anyone, anyone else there you like for for quarterbacks, or should we move on to to sits for the quarterbacks? Um, really quick, I guess maybe you didn't draft him as your starter, but Philip Rivers can be started every single week, I think. And then going up against Buffalo this week, I think it's a pretty easy choice. Yeah. Yeah, no. Funny to say that Philip Rivers is a guy that if if anyone that's in the league with me will always know I target Philip Rivers uh, in the in the double digit rounds. He's criminally underrated uh, in fantasy football, and obviously last week was a was a plum matchup, and again this one should be too. Um, again, with the Chargers defense being a bit beaten up, maybe Buffalo put up more than three points. Maybe they get to double. <laughs> maybe they get to ten this week. But yeah, no, like really, really like. Philip <laughs> A uh, couple of sits that I had right. um, on the on the quarterback side there, Zach. It might be might be a strange one, but I've actually gone Russell Wilson uh, against Chicago. Uh, the main reason I I mean it's tough to sit someone like Russell Wilson because of the way you, you, the draft capital you have, but maybe just t- temper expectations a little bit on his scoring because that, that you know that offensive line isn't great, and we saw what Khalil Mack did to the to the Chicago defense. Um, so it could be an instance where. 
Russell Wilson might be running for his life a little bit, although you know he's done it in the past and he's still part of big numbers. But it's just just maybe a little asterisk against his name. I don't know who you have for for sits a quarterback. Uh, I have Marcus Mariota as my number one set. Oh yeah. Uh, not yeah. only is it a tough matchup with the Texans, not only did he lose his top target in Delaney Walker, not only is he not one hundred percent healthy. But reports are that he's going to split time with Blaine Gabbard at quarterback. <laughs> yep. So there's no chance he yep. should be anywhere near your lineup this no, week. No, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Now, any 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 quarterback that shares time with Blaine Gabbard is obviously is in trouble, and they've already ra- waving the white flag. They really like Houston this week to to get the win there in uh, Tennessee. What? Uh, are there any any more that we should be avoiding for week two? Uh, I would just mention Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I know I've been crucified for this take already since everyone's on board. <laughs> with Fitzmagic, but yeah. uh, going up against Philly this week. Last week he looked good because there's zero pass rush from the Saints, and that's not going to happen this week. So yeah. temper your expectations a little bit there. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And also, you know, it's quite common for Fitzpatrick to go from Fitzmagic to Fitz Tragic, uh, putting in a, you know, a stellar, a stellar <laughs> yeah. performance like he did last week. Again, New Orleans defense maybe isn't as good as what it was last year and returns to the New Orleans defense of old. But yeah, you know, when he does put up a good performance, everyone jumps on the bandwagon and then he, he maybe throws up a goose egg or like a, you know, a less than 10 points kind of game. So yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not giving you any flack there for, for, for sitting Fitzpatrick. Not that he may Maybe, you know, when we started in many leagues, maybe the uh, two quarterback leagues, Superflex type leagues there, uh, potentially maybe a bit, bit of a warning. Okay, so let's move on to the uh, running back position then. what Who's who's your starts of the week? Uh, one that people are kind of jumping off board on that I'm, you know, people are zigging, I'm zigging, is LaShawn McCoy against the Chargers. Okay. Uh, LaShawn McCoy did terrible last week, but the whole team did. Yeah. And I think he touched the ball once or twice in the second half only. Mm-hmm. They pulled him so he wouldn't have gotten hurt. Yeah. This week he gets Josh Allen at quarterback, a little more mobile, has a bigger arm, so the defense is going to spread out. And I think he's going to be fairly effective here. And he said they get 10 points, so maybe he gets seven of them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I like it. Yeah, I think he, and he did he get carry the ball like six or seven times last week. And obviously it got pretty ugly in a hurry there. So I can, I can understand that they weren't arrested. Was it his, his groin I think he's struggling with, isn't it? Um, so yeah, no, I can certainly see, I can certainly see that one. One of that I had for for the starts was Alfred Morris. Uh, I know the, the game last week they were chasing early, so Matt Brader, um, you know, kind of was on the field maybe more than than he usually would be. But you know, it's a plum, it's a plum tie at home for opening game at, in the Bay Area, San Francisco. There, he had, I think, he had four carries within the in the five yard line or six yard line last week. I know he fumbled twice there, but Kyle Shanahan kept to see him going mm-hmm. going towards him. So that kind of says to me that he, you know, has faith in Alfred Morris, and I think this is such more, um, you know, a game script friendly kind of matchup for Alfred Morris, and I, I certainly see him can get in, into the end zone maybe more than once. Uh, so Alfred Morris was my, was my start uh, start of the week there for someone that you can probably pick up off on, on waivers uh, in in some leagues. Um, so yeah, any any others uh, the running back that you like? Uh, two really quick. I have Tavin Coleman. Devontae Freeman's out already, and I know the matchup against the Panthers don't look great, mm. but they won't be able to stack the box as well or as much as they did last week against Dallas, so I think that's an okay matchup. Yep. And then we need to watch the Patriots practice report or mm. injury report because if Rex Burkhead gets ruled out, that just makes James White even more valuable. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it could be James White and Kenyon Barner, the only two running backs active for this game. Yep. So definitely watch that. With the wide receiver trouble, they'll also split out James White. So he's good for PPR. Mm, yeah, no, I love that call. 
love that call out and say Sonny Michel we're still obviously quite sure where, where he's at in terms of his knee injury um, yeah so very much watch the uh, injury report come come 5 5 p.m. Well, our time, not your, not, not necessarily your time, Zach. But um, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's move on to the on the on the side of sits then. So, a couple that I went for was uh, Peyton Barber was one, uh, and a couple obviously Leonard Fournette was another one that maybe is a bit more of injury related rather than um, you know ability wise. But obviously, you know Belichick is the is the master at taking away your main weapon. Uh, Fournette look, really looked good, good last week before coming out with the hamstring injury. But I think New England will make them pass, and it could be quite a low scoring game that one. Uh, it could be a cagey affair. And yeah, I don't really see too many points there, especially if Fournette's still still feeling his hamstring. Uh, and say TJ Yeldon got quite a bit of work last week as well. But who who have you gone for on the on the sit side? I have Jamal Williams from the Packers against the Vikings. Uh, it's tough to find running lanes against this defense anyways, yeah. but now with Aaron Rodgers hurt, yeah. I think they're going to use Montgomery and Williams even more in the backfield as an extra blocker just to keep him safe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jamal Williams is one. Um, I think he, he's obviously in there. He's he's pretty decent at pass blocking as well, so that's why he gets the majority of snaps he does. It's, it's an interesting backfield, obviously, when Aaron Jones uh, comes back next week. But yeah, I like the call there of uh, Jamal Williams. Okay, so moving on to wide receivers then. Uh, who, who have you got for your starts? Uh, I have Dante Pettis, the rookie from San Francisco against Detroit. Yep, He's it. going to get the start for Marquise Goodwin, who's out hurt, yep. against a Lions defense who got destroyed by Sam Darnold in the Jets last week. So I think he's a good good deep league start as well if yeah. you are missing a wide receiver. Yeah, no, I love that. Good win, obviously. I've, I've um, doubled up on, on DFS for Dante Pettis and uh, George Kittle as well. Uh, I've got for any time touchdowns and some prop bets there of obviously over, I think it was 54 and 56 receiving yards, but that's a bit later on in our podcast with Adam. Um, yeah, no, I really like the uh, the call there. Again, it could be a, a high-scoring uh, game, that one, if, if Stafford bounces back, and obviously they've got the wide receiver core there to do so. The San Francisco mm-hmm. uh, uh, defensive backs, you know, Richard Sherman looked a bit uh, a bit rusty yesterday. Obviously, coming off the uh, sorry last week, coming off the Achilles heel um, injury. A couple of I've got Emmanuel Sanders. I think is in a nice another blow up spot there against Oakland. They don't seem to be able to keep tabs on anyone. Emmanuel Sanders seems to be Case Keenum's guy. Uh, and again, for, for anyone that does DFS, the stack you know a cheap stack can be uh, Ben Roethlisberger, who was actually quite a bit more expensive than I thought he was going to be. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, I think, can have a can have a sneaky good game as well. Uh, and Antonio Brown, obviously, is a, is, a, is a no-brainer. But um, maybe Smith-Schuster and, and James Washington can get involved in that action as well. So those those are the two two guys that I've kind of ring circled for for decent games this week. Um, on the not so good side, uh, Amari Cooper uh, it was alarming his usage last week. Pretty much all went to Jared Cook uh, in terms of the receiving yards. Uh, Amari Cooper just the one catch. Do you think he he brings that into week two against Denver? Uh, I'm worried about him. It sounds like they're going to move him around a lot just so they can at least get him to touch the ball because his route running is terrible. Yeah. But I'm I'm staying away from him this week as well. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like those. Who have you, who have you got on the uh, on the, the the avoid list? I have Sammy Watkins against the Steelers. Even though I do think this could be a high scoring game, Sammy Watkins scares me. I don't know if he is just a bad player or if he doesn't know this playbook as well. But mm. he's just not getting it done with Patrick Mahomes yet. No. So let's just wait and see. I need to see him perform before I play him. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I say it can be can be a blow up spot. You wouldn't be surprised to see him score thirty points. And you know, obviously Kelsey had a bet, didn't have a great game production wise last week either. But yeah, I mean, obviously you know the trend seems to be obviously he was at LA last year with the Rams. Didn't seem to pick that playbook up either. And I've I've, I've heard uh, whispers and between the lines on on social media that he's not the brightest of sparks. Um, you know, he, he's not the most intelligent. He finds it hard to, to pick up plays. And it almost seems that, you know, you just tell him a route to run and he'll run it and rather than giving it all coded and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, Sammy Watkins is a weird one. Obviously, the, the amount of money they invested in him is is quite shocking. Um, certainly, that's how it, how it seems uh, this side of the pond anyway. Um, but yeah, Sammy Watkins is, is, is one to avoid there. Okay, so tight end. Uh, who, who have you got at tight end? Mine's a little bit of a deeper league guy, but I have Ben Watson from the Saints. Yeah. Uh, the Browns have never really been good at covering the tight end. I think the Saints are going to try to make a statement this week offensively, and I think Ben Watson ends up with a touchdown, mm. especially once they get in the red zone without Mark Ingram. They don't really have that red zone hammer, so yeah. I think Ben Watson could see some targets down there. Yeah. No, I agree. No, I like Ben Watson. I've got him in a couple of leagues as a as a late round flyer. Um, he's he's pretty much a best ball pickup as well for me. Uh, when before the season started, one I had, I think I think it's worth uh, going back to the well with Trey Burton. Obviously, he burned you a bit last week, but he had had quite a lot of targets still. Um, there was a, there's pictures going around on on social media about him being wide open in the end zone, just like the open up like the Red Sea. And Mitch Trubisky didn't didn't obviously find him, but I think obviously Trey Burton. So especially in the preseason, they moved him around a lot as well. They try and get him involved, and that's why they paid him the money they did. I just certainly think you know Seahawks defense isn't what it used to be. It's not the Legion of the Legion of Boom's not really there anymore. I know Earl Thomas has reported back to the team and played last week and had a had a you know, fairly decent game, I suppose. But I think Trey Burton. I think we can go back to the well with him. Um, who, who don't you like at, at tight ends? Is it going to be another another stink from Jimmy Graham? <laughs> yep, it's Jimmy Graham uh, for me still. Uh, even though Mike McCarthy. He's a former tight end coach. He has zero idea how to use tight ends in the past game. <laughs> yeah. So, so the only way Jimmy Graham's going to have value on this offense is if Aaron Rodgers audibles or if there's a broken play that Rodgers, you know, extends mm. and he finds Graham in the end zone. But yeah. since Rodgers can't extend plays right now, I'm just avoiding Jimmy Graham altogether. Yeah. No, I'll say I'll double down. I'll double down there on uh, Jimmy Graham. Have you, have you done any defences at all? A couple of defences I like this week is uh, Chicago. Uh, it was just to, to pile up the sacks, they could get a hell of a lot of sacks and and um, force fumbles on that with, with that offensive line there in Seattle. And obviously New York Jets, um, they're, they're, I think they were criminally underrated going into the season. Uh, they're a young team. Todd Bowles is obviously getting them to play hard and obviously you saw that against the Lions. Slightly easier game at home to... Miami again. They could be another one that could limit the scoring of of Miami. Uh, any any defenses you like or dislike this week, Zach? Uh, I'll agree with the Jets. I think that secondary is a lot better. Think yeah. Uh, Texans should be good against the Titans. There, obviously, with the quarterback rotation there, who knows what's going to happen? Mm. And Patriots are going to be very very good this week as well. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I like that as well. Yeah, that, that should be. I had that. Um, I'm on the props there for the total points. I've gone under under 45 there, so for, I very much see that one as a close close game. It's quite an interesting one that one. The the Jags New England because I I think it's going to be a case of Belichick and uh, Doug Marone will know that you know they're, they're probably both going to be in in the postseason. So they probably keep their cl- their cards close to their chest. I don't think they'll actually show too much in terms of you know extensive playbooks or plays. I think it'd be quite simple and it'd be quite you know. 
easily detectable on, on what plays are coming, just so that you know if they do meet in the playoffs, then maybe they can show a different hand. But yeah, it's quite an, quite an interesting one to watch from a from a chess you know chess piece kind of move standpoint. Would, would you agree? Completely agree. Mm. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that kind of gives us the, the starts and the sits then for each position. Are there any other guys that you like or don't like that maybe a bit deeper down in the in the leagues, in the in the deeper leagues? Um, I think you should mention Chris Godwin, receiver for the Buccaneers. Deshaun Jackson's going to be out. Yeah, love uh, it. And he's owned in only 34% of leagues. He's only played 40 snaps four times, and he's performed in each of them, so I like him. Uh, Janu Smith is the new tight end for the Titans. He's only owned in 5% of ESPN leagues. I think he's going to be good. Second-round pick last year. Yeah. And then Corey Clement from the Eagles running back. Uh, Darren Sproles is out this week. Yeah. So Clement should get majority of the passing down work there. Mm. Yeah, Clement's a funny one. He was, obviously, he was quite a popular name going into, into the season, despite being obviously, you know, behind Ajayi and sometimes obviously in the Atlanta game he was behind Sproles as well really for work he didn't really get see much of the field so quite a lot of people may not want to go back to the well on on Corey Clement but yeah certainly certainly agree on uh, Chris Godwin that guy some of the catches he made last week were just um, unbelievable Uh, I think it's only a matter of time Mm -hmm. before he surpasses uh, Deshaun Jackson obviously Tampa Bay are a bit committed on on Deshaun Jackson this year but you, you might see as the season progresses that the the snap share uh, starts to go in Chris Goblin's favour, and yeah, if he's if he's not owned in leagues, he uh, he probably should be uh, picked up if you have a deep enough bench. But yeah, is, if there's anything else, any other players, maybe some start sit decisions, you know, uh, that I can maybe I can probably give you some. Um, one that springs to mind: Tyler Lockett or or Robbie Anderson, I, I suppose, is one decision that I I have this week. Um, who who would you go for one of those, over those two? Well, with Robbie Anderson, who did you say? Uh, Tyler Lockett. Oh, I would I would go with Tyler Lockett. Some people are afraid of him, but I think he's going to be the number one option there in Seattle. And yeah. uh, this Bears defense is good, but the secondary is not their strength. So I think Lockett breaks a couple this game. Yeah, the reason why I brought that up is Robbie Anderson also just just had the one catch uh, last week. It was kind of the uh, Quincy Anumar show, so it's just quite interesting because obviously Robbie Anderson's a bit more of a name and Tyler Lockett, obviously, he's been a name that's been around for the last couple of years, but he's never really put up big stat lines. Had a, I think he had a touchdown last week, if uh, memory serves me correct, but um, they're the kind of uh, the players that are going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, kind of flex decision kind of guys. Have you got any, any decisions that you've got to make this week for your flex or uh, running back? Um, I'm deciding between Derrick Henry and a number of people, really. And Derrick Henry is not impressing me. So I have Derrick Henry and LaShawn McCoy. Mm. And I'm going with LaShawn McCoy. He's already been named in my start. Mm. And um, nothing else really comes to mind right now. I have a rotating tight end cast because I never get on the big tight end train. So I have a lot of, I have a lot of Ben Watson and uh, Jordan Reed this week, too. Nice. Yeah, Jordan Reed obviously is a, is a difference maker when he's on the field. Yeah, certainly uh, Derek Henry, a guy I, I've never really invested in, um, and certainly with the, all the injuries to like Taylor Luan and Mariota, certainly Henry's a guy to avoid for me because they could be playing from behind quite early, uh, which obviously suits Dion Lewis there, passing catches out of backfield, uh, whether it be from Gabbert or or Mariota. But uh, Le- Dion Lewis as well is another guy that the Titans obviously heavily invested in money wise. Um, so yeah, McCoy, although I, you know. McCoy didn't do too too bad too well last week, uh, so he certainly I'd be I'd be disappointed if he didn't get more points than than Derek Henry. I don't think the Titans are going to be able to run the ball very well uh, this season. So completely agree. Yeah, 
Okay, cool. <clears throat> well, I think I think that pretty much um, brings us to the end of the the start sits uh, there, Zach. If if, if um, anyone wants to listen to the <clears throat> the fun, the flurry sports podcast with obviously Zach, Zach, do you just maybe want to just give a bit of background into what you do, what you talk about on your podcast, and obviously your background into NFL and fantasy sports. Well, I've been talking about fantasy sports for three years now. I started with a smaller company called Cleek Geeks, brought fantasy sports there. And now last year, I began Flurry Sports, which we cover a wide variety of sports. Fantasy sports is kind of my thing. And then we just started the podcast a couple months ago. Um, and we talk about sports a lot, but we also about any kind of nonsense. I think we had an episode where we just listened to weird song mashups to make us laugh so it's really from anything from sports to whatever stupid thing <laughs> me and saw that day so we just kind of have fun we kind of say that it's we record it for us and if people want to listen in then awesome yeah so i mean yeah we're, we're still in it, uh, the infancy of podcasting but then today it's just having a bit of fun and you know i don't understand anyone that goes onto a podcast to to not have fun i mean that's the whole point of podcasting to talk about what you love um, and I say I will I will tune in to your one this week just to see what it's all about because quite a lot of people have obviously lo- loads of different listening lists and you know over here in the UK podcasting for for NFL and fantasy sports maybe isn't obviously as, as popular as, as it is over there obviously being not being a, a sport sport that we really have uh, but certainly you know I I listen to a lot of American uh, fantasy football and NFL podcasts and you know they, they seem to be a lot more fun than potentially some of the ones over here but I suppose obviously growing up with it over there is it, it, it comes a lot more naturally to you guys and you can talk about you know you can reference a lot more things than perhaps we could I suppose if I if I did a football uh, a soccer podcast if you like we could we could probably do the same but yeah no I really enjoy the podcast in uh, <laughs> American football but yeah I'll, I'll certainly give you guys uh, a follow and a listen and if anyone else wants to you can get their podcast at flurry sports pod uh, you can get Zach at, um, f- was it Fantasy Flurry, I believe. I've, I've just gone off your page now. Um, but also, just yep, maybe... Yep, correct. Yeah, that's correct. Oh, good good memory. Um, do, you, do you maybe want to talk about your, the offensive line stuff that you do and just talk about what where that is and how you do it and why you got into that? Uh, sure. I was just a college student looking to be a marketing intern for a semi-professional football team over here. And then once I was interviewing for that, they asked me my background, my playing background, and all of that. And I ended up being named the offensive line coach instead of a marketing intern, mm. which was okay with me. <laughs> but I ended up, uh, I few seasons there, we ended up competing for the championship. Each one, I coached um, many uh, former NFL players and uh, former D1 college, like Wisconsin Badger Lyman, which it was a strange experience since they were all older than I was, mm. but uh, very interesting dynamic. And now I'm mostly traveling to different high school offensive lines and kind of helping them and get to the next level and doing some scouting stuff for that. And that's where I'm at right now with that. Nice, yeah, I like it. Um, I've, I've just, I'd say I'm, I'm 30. I don't even know how old I'm. I'm 33 years old this year, and I've just started um, playing for a Britball team uh, over here. Um, playing wide receiver, so that's quite interesting. It's taken me nearly ten years of my life to realise that I really love American football. So just trying out my hand at, at wide receiver position there, so it's quite interesting to to be coached and and do loads of different drills and catching and that kind of stuff as well. So yeah, really really enjoying that. But Zach, thank you so much for coming on, my friends. If you want to catch any of Zach's work, uh, flurrysports.org, where you can find rankings, you can find articles there all about fantasy football. Uh, that is. He's a self-proclaimed fantasy football aficionado, so we shall see. 
<laughs> Zach, we, we shall say uh, farewell from there, buddy. Uh, so we'll give you a podcast to listen to and all the best for the uh, rest of the fantasy season. Uh, thank you so much. You too. Zach Bronner there giving you the starts and sits of the week. Oh, ha- hang on a minute. Is that Jack and Jamie? Oh, it's all kicking off. Hi everyone, it's uh, Jamie and Jack from the Kickers Matter Fantasy Football Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at kickers underscore matter. Uh, today we're going to do a quick kicker stud and dud for the week. So Jamie, do you want to start with the stud? Uh, the stud we're going to go with this week is the Falcons kicker, Matt Money Bryant. Um, yes, uh, last week you saw the Falcons struggle to punch it in. And the theory behind this is if we continue to, to uh, struggle, then we're going to have to keep taking three points. He was phenomenal last year. I expect it to be a high-scoring game. It's at home um, in at Atlanta. So uh, I would... We... we all believe that Matt Matt Bryant is the one to be on this week. Yeah, no, I totally agree. In the dome, no no weather conditions affecting him. So yeah, lovely. Yeah. One to avoid then. Uh, well, we had two, but we'll go with this one. We've gone with Ryan Suckup for the Titans. Both their starting tackles are out, and uh, Blaine Gabbert's going to be in at QB. So <laughs> this this could be a Horror show going against yeah. JJ Watt, Clowney, um, absolute beast of a defense. So, um, yeah, I don't see the Titans putting up many points. I would also avoid the Bills kicker, Stephen Housegar, as well. But, um, yeah, this was two there. So, yeah, yeah. thanks. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Jack and Jamie there, the boys from the Kickers Matter podcast. And along with Zach, giving you all you need to know for your starts and sits for week two fantasy teams. But now it's fourth down and it's time to punt. Okay, it's that time of the week where we try and win you some quiche. And if you'd have followed us last week, you'd have been well in profit because myself and our resident expert, Adam Wolford from Touchdown Tips, who joins us again this week, managed to give you quite a lot, uh, both both winning naps and both winning next best. So hopefully we can repeat the... uh, repeat the order of the day I suppose uh, Adam we welcome you in how, how profitable was your week last week uh, last Sunday was good it was nine points up on the Sunday so doing five quid a point is 45 quid profit can't yeah. complain with that no, nice nice cool yeah like I say uh, for all of you that aren't following us on Twitter at 410 yards you can find we post up the the bets uh, next bet next, naps next bests and obviously we do some Point spread accumulators. We do some anytime touchdown scorers, money lines, and total points and that kind of stuff again. So we're going to repeat the repeat the dosage, uh, repeat the, the prescription, if you will. So let's start off with the money line, then, Adam. Um, I'll, I'll start first. I've, I've gone six teams. Have I gone six teams here? Yeah, I've gone six teams here, uh, which is pace about eight to one uh, on Bet Three Six Five. But I think you can probably get a little bit better, maybe a marathon bet or some others. Uh, but the six I've gone for: Denver uh, home to Oakland, Washington at home to Indianapolis. Uh, Atlanta home to Carolina Panthers, the Chargers to beat the hapless Buffalo Bills, Chicago on the Monday night game, which is never a great thing to do when you do accumulators, but I think the that boosts us up a little bit for to beat Seattle at home. And then Houston, uh, the team that have, have changed and, and gone into quite heavy favourites, I suppose, com- considering what they are now uh, compared with the start of the week. Uh, but yeah, that pays about eight to one there. So they're, they're my six for my money line. 
my money line acker there. Adam, what have, what have you gone for this week? Uh, I went with five. I have got the Texans, the Redskins, sorry, not the Redskins, the Washington football team. Not allowed to call call them that anymore. (laughs) Uh, Pittsburgh, the Chargers and San Francisco. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I looked at the San Francisco and I thought they were fairly priced considering obviously the how well they played last week against Minnesota. You know, they had chances to win that game. Um, but obviously D- Detroit taking an absolute hammering from the Jets. Always makes me a bit wary. I know that they're, they're, they're travelling over to the West Coast uh, to play in the Bay Area of, of, of San Francisco. But yeah, just a, bit, just a bit wary on that one. That one's a bit of a, a banana skin to me. I don't, I don't see Detroit playing as bad, although you know their defense doesn't look as great as maybe some people had thought. But yeah, what, what, so what does your what does your racket pay there? That's just under six to one. Um, I'm I'm the same as you with the Lions. I do agree that they won't be as bad, but the 49ers could have beaten my Super Bowl favourites, so mm. I kind of have to take them. I did get on a minus four and a half um, at the start of the week, the minus six now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the, some of the San Francisco stuff, I won't go into too much detail, because I, I, I've seen on your social media, you actually fancy, obviously Marquis Goodwin is out for the game, um, so which that, you know, that kind of gives you a bit, a kind of a betting edge, uh, although it might have gone now on Dante Pettis and George Kittle for maybe touchdowns or some prop bets, but I'm sure we'll get into those a bit further on down the line. So let's move on to the handicap treble then. So my three, uh, I've gone for the treble, so Denver minus six. I've gone for the Chargers minus seven, which uh, interestingly was 7.5. That's come down half a point, so I'm quite happy to take the seven there. Uh, and then Houston minus three. Obviously, like you say, they're... Uh, that uh, Mariota not not guaranteed to play the full game there, so Blaine Gabbert in at, at quarterback and Taylor Taylor Luan. And there's quite a lot of injuries there uh, in the Titans uh, in the Titans team, so Houston's defense could be a good play for fantasy, um, which we'll talk we'll talk a bit later on with Zach. But yeah, no Houston Houston minus three, Chargers minus seven, Denver minus uh, six point five. That is sorry, and that's just under just under six to one there for for my treble. What have you what have you gone for? Yeah, it's a nice one. I had to take the alternate handicap on the charges earlier in the week, so mm. it's um, it's weird that it's come in. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I have Dolphins plus two and a half Ooh. at uh, at the Jets. I've got the Vikings probably going to be plus two at yeah. the Packers. Yeah, I like that. And I've got the Giants plus three. Yeah, I like those. I like those last two there. What was your What was your thinking behind the Miami? I think the market's overreacted. Mm. I think um, the one good display by the Jets, I don't think they should be three-point favourites against the Dolphins. Mm. It's a risky one. It's one that I was half and half. Mm. But stuff I've been listening to this morning kind of convinced me mm. to uh, go for it. Yeah. Now, a couple of a couple of podcasts I listened to actually as well, they were saying that like, the Jets never have any right ever to be <laughs> to, to lay some points on any team in the NFL, except for Buffalo. But, that was um, pretty much it. Yeah. 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 Um but yeah, no, I like those last two. Yeah, Dallas uh, can't I don't again, they don't have any right to be favourites against anyone, regardless if they're at home, regardless if they're playing the Giants. Um and then yeah, Vikings, you know, Rogers is is a bit risky for Sunday so you know you can certainly see a scenario where he goes down again or misses a bit of time and the Vikings just shut down the Green Bay uh, offense there with Sean Kaiser backing up uh, Aaron Rodgers so like that yeah what was what the triple pay there uh, that was just over seven to one yeah with um, with Rodgers if he's out that's a nine point ten point swing mm. um, but I do think I'd, I'd take the Vikings even if Rodgers is fit to be honest so I love the Vikings this year yeah yeah, that is true. Cool, I like that one. I'll write that. I might follow you, follow you in on that one. Um, okay, let's move over to total points then. So, uh, do you want to do you want to hit us off first with your with your total points? Yeah, highest one of the week. Um, over fifty three point five in the Chiefs v Steelers. Mm. Under 
44, I think it was. Under 44 in the Patriots versus Jags. And under 44 and a half in the Cardinals versus Rams. Yeah, interesting. Any reason for the for the that last one there? Just think it'll be a blowout. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I can't see the Cardinals scoring too much, and I don't think the Rams will run up the score all that much. I, mm. I think forty-four and a half. I think the Cardinals were on the on the lowest implied total of the week for the team points. All right, sixteen and a half, mm. and that's even less than the Bills are expected to get somehow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I don't think they're going to get to that. No. You know, you know your team's in trouble when you're projected to score less than Buffalo Bills. Um, okay. I know, it's a hor- horrible insult, isn't it? <laughs> uh, tells you all you need to know about that game there. I think the spread in that game is like 13, 13 and a half. Um, and I, yeah. I, I wish I did a bit of research, actually, into teams that are double-digit double digit uh, favourites and what the, what the kind of spread against the spread is there, but I haven't got it in front of me. But uh, the, three, the three I've gone for, I've actually gone two, two the same. Um, so I'm not sure if the lines have changed since I've done mine. I did mine yesterday. Uh, so my, my overs was 52.5, Pittsburgh, Kansas, uh, and under, under 45, New England, Jacksonville. So obviously they've moved in the favours of going up going up for Pittsburgh and under for Jacksonville. So it's been interesting. The other one I've gone for, I've gone for over in the Detroit-San Fran game. Um, just I think that both defences aren't, aren't that great. Uh, and I think Stafford is in, is in a good bounce-back spot here with the weapons there. Kenny Galladay obviously um, coming to the forefront of the of the wide receiving core there last week. Uh, despite the poor showing, uh, but I just think yeah, over forty eight. I, I think I can get, I can see that going over fifty. So I was quite happy to do those three. So those three when I did it was eleven to two, but I, sh- I assume that maybe that's that's gone down maybe a little bit in price now. You have to do alternative total points, but yeah, they're they're the three I've gone for. So yeah, quite, we're kind of on the same touch. lines there. Kind of on the same lines. Yeah, it'll only be um, only be a touch shorter, yeah. like you said. Yeah, like they, good for you that the, the uh, lines have gone the way that. You expected, but yeah. uh, rubbish for everyone else. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I didn't write down who that was through with, but uh, again, put it for, for the alternative uh, point total lines and maybe even your handicaps. Obviously, bet three six five, and there's a, there's a couple of other firms out there that give you alternate. Uh, you know, basically, you can pick your own lines. So, if you if maybe if you wanted to do some teasers and take some points off or put some points on for your unders and your overs and your your handicap levels, do that as well. Uh, whatever you feel comfortable with. Okay, so yeah, let's move talking on. of alternate points, sorry yeah, mate, um, yeah, yeah. talking of alternate points, uh, I do think that the Steelers v Chiefs is going to be a, a massive game. Yeah. Um, you could have got 71 points or over <laughs> in the entire game at 5-1. to one. I'm just trying to find where it was. Mm. That sounds like a Paddy Power, uh, is that one? No, uh, no, 365 again. Oh really? Mm. Nice. I'm just trying to find where the market actually was. <laughs> over 71, blimey. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's funny actually because some of the um, some of the, some of them aren't always on ed- odds checker, so you have to kind of just delve in quite deep to some to some betting sites like Bet Three Six Five to find all the props because they don't always show up on odds checker. But so, yeah, Bet Three Six Five is always a good one to have a little rummage around. Uh, Paddy Powers is another one that's always had to to have a good rummage around as well. So yeah, yeah, mm. okay. So to complete the uh, the quadruple, then the only time touchdown scorers. Uh, accumulator, I'll start off. So uh, I've gone for four, normally go three, but th- so the four I've gone for here, I'm advising trebles and fourfolds. First one up, I've gone Adrian Peterson. Um, the Colts have just given up a lot of uh, given up a lot of uh, running back production to Cincinnati with Joe Mixon. Um, and Adrian Peterson, obviously, showing that he's been drinking from the fountain of youth there. So him, to get him at odds against, I think that's a, that's a very good bet there, 6-5. to five. Melvin Gordon, uh, again, I can see them scoring a lot of points there on Buffalo, uh, the Chargers. So Melvin Gordon, a shade of odds on 8-11. to 11. 
Uh, one of my best bets of the week. It's not my nap on next best, but Emmanuel Sanders, 11-8. to eight. Uh, He was amazing last week uh, for Denver Broncos. For, so for him to, to get another touchdown uh, against a hapless Oakland Raiders defence, 11-8, to eight, I thought was pretty good. And then I tacked one on the end, uh, George Kittle, 9-5. to five. Uh, for the San Francisco 49ers against the, again, hapless Detroit Lions de- uh, defence. So the four-fold pace, 25 to 1, but I, I'm, I'm suggesting doing trebles and four-folds there because I think, you know, three, maybe all four of those sh- should should happen uh, and hopefully will be well rewarded if we, they do. Uh, do you want to enlighten us on your anytime touchdown, guys? Yep, yeah, I've taken a couple of the same games as you, but different players. Uh, mm-hmm. Took the Washington game. Uh, Chris Thompson, okay. 9 to 4 on Unibet. Yeah. He was brilliant last week, yes. and I think he's just—he's described as an offensive weapon rather than running back. Mm. He can do it in the passing game and the running game. So yeah, like I think anything over two to one for him, I think, is really good. Mm. Yeah, I like it. Um, risky one, uh, Kenny Stills Ooh. for Miami. Mm. Uh, basically, this is more of a value one. He is the main target for them, and he's three to one. Nice. Um, so a little bit of a tougher. Tough a matchup for him, but three to one, I couldn't really turn down. That's over on um, better fair. And uh, again, another well, game that you chose, the 49ers, when with Dante Pettis, mm. uh, is one that I mentioned, as you said, yeah. is um, nine to four on William Hill. Nice. Like it. Yeah, like it. That's quite a decent, that's a, that'd be a decent sized treble there. Um, yes, it works out at just under 25s. Nice. That's a great, that's a great little treble there. Cool. Like it. Okay. So have you got any maybe some bigger bigger priced outsiders or were they were they your were they your uh, were they your um, yeah, yeah. If you want to class three to one as an outsider, Josh Gordon against um the Saints for Cleveland. Yeah. He's three to one at William Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh Alfred Blue for Houston. He vaulted a touchdown last week. Did you? And you can get him a thirteen to two. Nice. To uh, do that again. Mm. Um and then a couple in the K C game. As I said, I think that's going to be a very high-scoring game. Yeah. You've got Sherman for the Chiefs, the fullback. Mm. He scored last week. He's 18-1. to 1. Nice. And Anthony Thomas, uh, one of the secondary tight ends, he's 10-1. to 1. Mm. Uh, They're both from, like I say, from the KC versus Pitt game. Mm. Yeah, that, that KC-Pittsburgh game, I, I can't remember if I remember hearing something about the weather not, maybe not being too great. I'll have to keep my eye, eye on that one. Because obviously that'll affect total points and touchdowns, but it didn't really matter too much last week in in Cleveland. But um, yeah, I mean the Kansas City Pittsburgh game is one of those where you, you're going to get because it's such a high score, you're going to get some funny uh, touchdown scorers that don't help anyone on your fantasy teams. Like say Kansas City last week, you know uh, Sherman there getting a touchdown, and um, yeah, it's the kind of game where there's so many. I I had um, James Washington here marked at 130 uh, as an honourable mention for my outsider any times. I just think again he's that's quite overpriced. Yeah, generally it's about 72, 133 to one. But a couple of others that I've just gone for. So uh, Mike Williams, thirteen to five. Um, he he got a few targets last week uh, for from Philip Rivers. Travis Benjamin doesn't seem to be like he's going to be playing, so he well, Mike Williams might be on the field for a few more snaps. He he recorded a career high in snaps last week. Not that he had a high bar to beat in the first place, but thirteen to five I thought was quite fair. And you know if it's another blowout like Baltimore last last week, uh, Mike Williams presents a little bit of value there. 
Um, Antonio Gates is, is another one, but I haven't got the price in front of me. I think he's a bit shorter. Uh, a couple of defenses. Yeah, a little bit shorter he was. Oh yeah, that's, I think that's why I didn't go go for him. But I think Mike Williams will be on the field a bit more. Um, and looked quite good after the catch actually, but uh, I won't I won't go into it too much. A couple of defenses, both eleven to four uh, with William Hills. I think the Rams defense uh, I think could just go through the cheese grater of an offensive line in in Arizona there. Um, and and pick up a, a fumble score recovery for for a touchdown and again the the Chiefs uh, Chiefs the LA Chargers defense uh, against Josh Allen uh, you know I know the the Chargers defense is a bit beaten up but again Melvin Ingram uh, could get a, a, you know, maybe a forced fumble return touchdown there uh, for the Chargers so they're my kind of three or four there that I've gone for outsiders. Okay, let's move on to uh, the yep, upset. Upset, good. yeah. I uh, know I like those. So I, I might do one of. The, I might recommend some of those each week, uh, and probably not the week that I don't. There'll probably be some defensive scores. There were quite a few last week, um, so we keep on going. But um, Adam, what's your what's your upset upset of the week? Your under, underdog of the week? Got to be the Giants, doesn't it? Really, Giants yeah. plus three. Um, but we, I think they'll win. So yeah. I'll take them on the money line at seven to five. Yep. I agree. No, I totally agree. Obviously, everyone knows by now I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan, but I'm not a I'm not a moron. Uh, I certainly, again, like I said, when you with your anti handicap bet, I can't see why the Cowboys are three points favourites. So that just means that you just get on Giants on the money line. To be quite honest, uh, or do one of those maybe spread and, and spread and points double bets like you can get with Paddy Powers, where you know take Giants plus three and under under on the total points that you, know, you can get you to get three to one on that that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, no, I like I agree. the answer. Yeah. Yeah, I've gone. I've gone Giants as well as my my underdog for the week. So then, that, all that leads us to do, Adam, is uh, pick the naps and the next best. Obviously, we're hundred uh, percent so far out of the four, four out of four. So see if we can continue the streak. Do you want to let us know what your nap is for the week? I think I'm going to have to take the Vikings, assuming that it's Vikings plus two. As I say, it's off the board at the moment in most places, so it's um, a bit of a confusing one. But I do think that they will win that game. Mm. Nice. Okay. Um, Nap I have gone for. It's a bit of a deep dive. Uh, Paddy Power. Tevin Coleman over 78.5 scrimmage yards. Even money with Paddy Power. Uh, obviously, Devonta Freeman is out. I think 78.5 yards is quite low. I'd certainly expect that to be a bit more 90 to the 100 uh, kind of area because I think Tevin Coleman's in a contract year. They're going to showcase him. They're going to, they, you know, they, they have no worries about running him into the ground. Obviously, that's why Le'Veon Bell's not playing in Pittsburgh. But um, yeah, I thought that that, that, that line for the, for the scrimmage yards, obviously, I wouldn't go near it if it was receiving or rushing on its own but I think you know you only need 40 yards each uh, rushing and receiving and that, I think that's in well within the capabilities of Tevin Coleman and to get even money on that actually I'm you know, very happy to have that as my nap yeah yeah sounds good like you said he's the man there so I wouldn't be surprised I had someone ask me whether over 61 was a good line for him <laughs> but I think that must have been just rushing yeah possibly, um, possibly. and I, I said it's I said it's pretty low but um, I wasn't too sure mm. Uh, yeah. Okay, what's your next best? Um, well, given the fact that you've gone um, for a player prop, I'll go with Emmanuel Sanders over 64 and a half receiving yards. Mm. Uh, I put it out last night at 57.5 and it quickly went up. Um, I'll admit I've not looked around to see if it's any better anywhere else, but that was at Skybet at 10 to 11. Nice. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that a lot. I saw you tweeting. I saw you tweeting about that last couple of days as well. So Emmanuel, again, Emmanuel Sanders is in a, in a big blow up spot there against Oakland. Uh, the, the next best I've gone for is a bit of a bigger price. Uh, I've gone for George Kittle anytime touchdown in San Francisco to win uh, eleven to four. 
again, I think you know, San Francisco should win that game. Uh, but George Kittle, you know, you could replace George Kittle with Dante Pettis and maybe get a, bit, a slightly bigger price if you want as well. But the other, the other couple I, I considered uh, with the player props, Pettis uh, has a an over-under yardage receiving line at 54.5 yards and George Kittle has 56.5 as well. So I, I would recommend going over on both of those as well. But I thought I'll go next best. I'll go a bit bigger price. I'll go for an anytime touchdown and team to win kind of double. You can get that with most with most bookies, uh, but that was 11-4. to four. Uh, I think that was with Paddy, yeah. Paddy's as well. So, yeah, sounds good that one. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Kittle's yards. Mm. Um, yeah. Fifty-six is quite high, but he he got near near a hundred last week, I think, didn't he? Yeah, I just think with with Goodwin out, and obviously you know, look at look at the targets uh, Kittle got last week, and Pettis as well. He's an ends. He's kind of a deep. He's going to be the kind of deep threat there. Uh, in in that game, and if the Lions' defense play look like they did against the Jets, fifty four point five yards can be done in one play. Uh, so I like I like both of those. Um, not necessarily going to get Kittle in done in, in one play, but again, you know, if you're getting double digit targets, you 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 have to be you, know, you have to be named Jarvis Landry or Nelson Aguilar to to maybe not get under the, over that that, <laughs> that yardage. But um, yeah, happy with those. Yeah. We'll post those up on the website, and I say if you want to get in, if you want to, if you're not following Adam uh, or his website. Uh, TD, was it TD Tips? I keep getting this wrong. Is it TD Tips? Uh, TD Tips or yeah. TouchdownTips.com. I managed to get both of them. So yeah. both of them will take you to the same place. Yeah, very much. We give uh, give give him a follow. Give him a very, very much recommend. He puts a lot of time and effort into his write-ups. Uh, they're very much, they're very much a good read. Uh, and I enjoy looking and kind of following his his profit and loss uh, over the season. Obviously, we're only in week two. But uh, yeah, we had a good week last week. Hopefully, we can have another week uh, of the same same ilk. Adam, thank you so much for joining us, buddy. And um, we'll speak to you next week. Good luck with all your bets, and we hope you're you'll be walking out of the uh, uh, well, the metaphorical bookies with with your pockets loaded. Fingers crossed, mate. Yeah, like you said, good start last week. So hopefully we'll carry it on. Cool. And um, we'll be back in. We'll be back next week to to gloss over how we did in week two. But yeah, all the best with you, Ben. Cheers, Sam. You too, mate. See you next week. So there you have it. You have all your starts and sits, you have all your punts, and you even have a bit of kickers as well. All you need for your week two dose of the NFL action. A couple of stories lines that I'm actually looking forward to is the obviously the Green Bay Minnesota game. Be interesting to see who can come out on top there, whether or not Aaron Rodgers uh, can can play on one leg. Also quite interested in the Atlanta Carolina game. That could be a big game in the uh, in the great grand scheme of things there for the NFC South. Uh, it be interesting to see whether or not the uh, Chicago Bears can recover from that uh, heartbreaking defeat to the Packers last week when they go and face Seattle. Certainly is a game that they should uh, fancy themselves to do at home there in the home opener. Uh, Chicago obviously quite stacked there talent-wise, um, so hopefully they can come out on top. A couple of other storylines to maybe that I'm looking forward to in Week 2. Can Tampa Bay stun the Philadelphia Eagles like they did in the New Orleans Saints there in Week 1? Uh, and also, can Mahomes keep the momentum going there when he travels to Pittsburgh with the Chiefs? Uh, and also, you know, it could be—is it a dress rehearsal again for the AFC Championship game when New England travel to Jacksonville? But whatever game you watch, whatever teams you put out, I hope you do uh, win your fantasy games this week. Hope you manage to go two and zero. And if you lost last week, hopefully you can get back on the right track. Whatever you're punting with, whatever your bets are this week, I hope they are winners. We'll be back next week to review all the week two action. And follow us on Twitter at Full Ten Yards. We've also, again, like I say in the previous podcast earlier in the week, we've actually hit our five hundred target now. So we're setting our sights on a thousand uh, followers on Twitter at Full Ten Yards. Look out for a competition there where you can win a jersey. 
that will be on your way very soon. We're just making the final uh, the preparations there to get that underway. But that's going to do it for the Full 10 Yards podcast this week. Really appreciate you being a part of the podcast and me being in between your ears. In the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. for listening to the full 10 yards podcast follow us on facebook or twitter at full 10 yards or email the show full 10 yards at gmail.com